This is Clayton for Podcast Radio Business. We're joined by Asanka Wuratunga, Financial Markets Trader and Program Manager at London Academy of Trading, to discuss what is happening in the cryptosphere and share advice for those concerned about their investments at this tumultuous time. Thank you for joining us, Asanka. Absolute pleasure, Clayton. Asanka, these look like scary times in terms of cryptocurrency. Yes, unfortunately, I feel like these are going to be the the situations that will arise um, more regularly, actually, um, as long as crypto remains unregulated. I think that might be probably one of the focal points of this conversation, to be fair. Indeed. So, but there are a lot of people out there, and to a certain extent, maybe myself, who are thinking, what is cryptocurrency and why has it become so popular? It's essentially a way to create revenue for oneself electronically so not physically and at the moment there's obviously a cost of living crisis globally in the western world people are trying to make a little bit more money on top of the money they're already making so everybody's looking at a way to do so generally it used to be a case of you invested in stocks longer term equities maybe but these would be companies that had intrinsic value we've now got the creation of electronic products that at the moment don't yet have intrinsic value so to the extent of um, your cryptocurrencies, NFTs, for instance, their value is based on how much people are willing to pay for them. That's pretty much it. And crypto is one of those. The issue at the moment, of course, is that it is unregulated, which means there are fair few risks associated. Um, the potential rewards are often publicized and therefore bring more and more punters through the front door. However, you can see setbacks like we've had with FTX recently, which we can talk in a bit more detail about. They can occur. They will occur as long as they're a lack of regulation in this space. Can you tell us about FTX? That, those are the three letters that have been on everybody's newspaper yeah. and all over social media. Can you tell us about FTX and where did it go wrong? Yeah, of course. So essentially, FTX is just another crypto exchange. So a a place that you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies, a broker, so to speak, owned by a chap called Sam Bankman-Fried. That's by the by. I mean, he's a computer programmer. He's not so much a businessman, but more a computer scientist. And then, you know, he he created his own coin, crypto coin that you could buy. And it sort of started to fall apart a little bit because on the side of all of this, he also had a a hedge fund uh, called Almeida. Uh, research and from that hedge fund as most hedge funds do business decisions were made buying and selling there was lots of charitable donations as well but those business decisions somewhat went south and you know as collateral uh, for that debts he utilized essentially clients capital from ftx the crypto exchange so the money people had put into the crypto exchange and there was a somewhat leak in terms of financial statements where they ter- it turned out that you know of of the money in the hedge fund to the extent of 14.6 billion of that 5.8 billion dollars was dependent on this chaps the value of this crypto coin on the back of that you know investors from the fund decided to pull money out 6 billion in 7 72 hours 6 billion was removed from the fund he then tried to cover that capital from the almeida fund with clients money from the ftx exchange and 10 billion was moved over and now essentially what's happened is clients can't withdraw their money that they're deposited with ftx and they filed for bankruptcy uh, people's money has gone missing billions of money has gone missing and the underlying issue is that there's nothing they can do about it to retrieve their money and it does boil down to the the concept of the lack of regulation indeed 
and that's one of the dangers and you know who do you point the finger at people are talking about this chap going to prison going to jail on the back of this but at the end of the day i was talking to some some of our students about it the other day and you know we're based in a just off tottenham court road in london and i used the example of if somebody stood on tottenham court road with a box and said uh clayton put 10 pounds in this box and tomorrow i'll give you 20. if you put 10 pound in that box and tomorrow i didn't turn up who's to blame so it's a case yeah. of almost the old-fashioned caveat emptor, let the buyer beware. Essentially, yeah. Without regulation, anything is anything is on the table. Any sort of eventuality situation is on the table. You could make loads of money from crypto. We've seen it. People have done that. There are billionaires due to their crypto portfolios. But for every one billionaire that we know about or millionaire that we know about, there'll be 100,000 that lost everything. The, uh, the issue is, of course, as I'm sure you're aware, social media is skewed. And so um, those that lost all their money didn't tweet about it or didn't Instagram it. So it's massive skewer in terms of you only see the bright side of cryptos. But I mean, this has really highlighted the, the dark side of cryptocurrency. On the back of all of this, Bitcoin, the big crypto coin that everyone's aware of, you know, that lost 20%. So if you'd put money in Bitcoin, uh, however much you put, on the back of this happening, your investment has gone down 20%, which is huge, really. You mention regulation quite often throughout our conversation so far. Yeah. Could you give an idea of how the space would be regulated? Yeah, it's a tricky one, really. But um, the way in which, you know, it's created, when crypto in general was mined, so you can create it to whatever extent you wish, really. Take money for the creation of pounds. Let's take sterling, the creation of sterling. Uh, it's regulated how much sterling is created in order to regulate the value of sterling. If you create as much sterling as you want, then the value of sterling will fluctuate on the back of that, generally go down if there's more of something. There's no regulation on how much crypto is created or mined, as they say. Uh, but then also in terms of the regulation around the brokers, legal contracts, and the fact that people will invest in FTX or even Binance, that's the other, that's the biggest crypto exchange, Binance. They were considering buying FTX. They decided not to because uh, the books were too bad, but also the poor, the poor association, the lack of trust with, with FTX. So they didn't buy them out in the end. They didn't bail them out. They need regulation. They need people to be able to put money in there, knowing that should the company collapse, should XYZ happen, their money is still safe to a certain extent. That's essentially what you'll get in other forms of investment. But in the crypto space, no such regulation exists. And if that's how it is, which is how it is now, there will be no intrinsic value to cryptocurrency. There'll only be intrinsic value to cryptocurrency once it's regulated and therefore trustworthy and trusted and therefore its value should then increase. That's a kind of like circle, if that makes sense. Thank you for that. The question I would ask then is, are cryptocurrencies still a viable alternative for the small investor? At the moment, I would say no, because the regulation is key. It's interesting in terms of when you say the small investor, because how much money somebody invests, this is something we teach a lot of our students at LAT, at London Academy of Trading. So what you invest, whether it's a lot of money or a little money, is relative to the individual. One person, £5,000 might be all the money they have to save. For another person, £5,000 might be something they find in their back pocket. So what's important with any investment really is invest money that you can afford to lose, uh, whether you're a small investor, big investor. And what we've found is that small investors, as you're alluding to, retail investors are putting in money 
that they can't afford to lose. And this is where it's becoming a big issue. Not so much here, but in America, for instance, there are people that are losing their homes, people whose marriages are falling apart, people who are putting their children's college funds in cryptos to try and double that money. And turns out they're losing that money. At the moment, I would suggest if you have some money, don't flippantly pop it in a cryptocurrency. And if you are going to do that, be willing or be in a position whereby if that money disappears, um, you're still having dinner tonight. Yes, and dinner is important. <laughs> yeah, that's it, unfortunately. You know, we always talk about it. You know, risk management is something huge we, we push at the academy, risk management and capital preservation. And it's a case of, you know, if you can't afford to lose whatever it is you're investing, then you're investing too much. Now, some people are looking at FTX as a scam and some people might look at it as just a bad investment and it's not for us to judge at this stage. Mm -hmm. But what can investors do to avoid crypto scams and how are the London Academy of Trading helping to support? Yeah, so in terms of a scam, it's difficult because the way that he did create the the companies in terms of FTX, Almeida Research, the fact that money was taken from FTX to Almeida Research to as, as collateral for their losses, essentially. Um, that's something that in an unregulated world, you are not privy to. He doesn't have to tell you what he's doing with the client's capital within FTX. And that's the issue, really. Um, if you went to any sort of, um, you know, St. James's Wealth, they'll tell you exactly what's happening with your pound or any other sort of a uh, bigger, bigger, bigger investment firm like that. So it's a case of understand where your money's going. Um, and unfortunately, in an I keep helping back to it, unfortunately, but in, in an un unregulated world, you don't know where your money's gone the moment you've deposited it with any, actually any uh, crypto exchange. So it's not just FTX. Um, the same goes for Binance, for instance, which is obviously a huge crypto, um, crypto exchange. You don't actually know what they've done with it. And it's at their whim what they do with it until uh, it's in black and white. So what we would suggest is at the Academy, like I said, if you did want to invest some money in a cryptocurrency, make sure it's money that you can certainly live without. And should it come good, happy days. But should it not, your kids still go to school. That's the sort of thing we will talk about in terms of risk management in that sort of space, because that, as yet, it's not yet proven. Because, as I said, there's no intrinsic value for cryptocurrency yet. Um, you can pay for things, but in terms of um, intrinsic value of a cryptocurrency, uh, it goes up because people buy it, and people buy it because it goes up in value. That's about it at the moment. Thank you very much for that. So the London Academy of Trading, how does that organisation work? We're an accredited education provider um, in financial markets, essentially. We know that the retail trading space is growing and growing. More and more people are essentially looking to make some money alongside current incomes, uh, do a little bit more with their savings, essentially, than the banks can offer. Of course, this is essentially exaggerated by the fact that we have a cost of living crisis. People are trying to make more and more on the side, but it's dangerous. And trading on financial markets is dangerous. Very, very easy to lose money. There are many, many aspects of trading financial markets that will lead to you losing money, whether it's your own personal psychology, your lack of market knowledge, lack of fundamental macro knowledge or technical knowledge, whatever it might be. A lot of people lose money and it's because they have no education in the field. Trading financial markets is a profession. And unfortunately, with the ease of uh, access nowadays, when you use a laptop or not even a laptop, a phone, I guess, an internet connection and a bank account, 
you can trade financial markets. And we find that a lot of people are losing money this way. So what we're trying to do essentially is people come to us, they pay for a course, they find out essentially the many ways in which you can lose money. Like I said, huge emphasis on capital preservation before we talk about how to make money. They can make a decision as to whether they should actually invest a bit more money in a market. We'd rather someone came to us, paid for a course, realized that they shouldn't really be trading because of a multitude of factors, and it saves them money in the longer run than them trying to trade financial markets, losing several thousand. People have come to us having lost you know, large, vast amounts of money and then seeking the um, the education. So essentially, that's what we're trying to do. Um, you can get a, an accredited diploma level five with us, but um, more and more people are learning, coming to us to just to learn to trade and manage their own money safely with strong risk management that's the sort of thing we try and teach here there are a lot of financial influencers on social media and the question i'd like to ask you is should they be trusted i often talk about parallels with financial influencers in the same way as fitness influencers clayton <laughs> it is somewhat the same okay um what what they are going to prey on are the people that would rather do it quicker and easier um, like I said, there are, you know, every January, February, um, we see our gyms filled with people looking to get fit. But I guarantee you they've sold 10,000 times more fat loss pills than gym memberships. People would rather do things quicker and easier. And that is what a lot of these these influencers are preying on, unfortunately. So um, long story short is no. If somebody is going to sell you something that seems too good to be true in terms of a strategy or do this, do that, the odds are it is too good to be true. And similarly, you know, like I said, fitness influencers, they say do this one exercise and you'll have perfect abs. Um, it's not how it works. So we kind of take a slightly more holistic view, a slightly more rounded view, and we try and attack it from all angles in terms of your personal psychology your technical education, your fundamental, your political education, your risk management, everything, all of those will try and cover. Um, and unfortunately, that takes a bit of time. Um, I think that's what a lot of people struggle with these these days. They want quick results. Uh, learning to trade financial markets does not happen overnight, certainly not even over a week, actually. But uh, online, people will sell it as such. You know, we've had people come to us that have done two-day programs where they were promised They'll be profitable. They'll be set for life after two days of a weekend course. Of course, that's not the case. You know, it's a profession you're learning. It takes a bit longer than two days. Where can people find out more information about getting themselves ready for training? Yeah, I mean, I think... Yeah, there there is some to take from YouTube, of course there is, and try and understand. But you know, where where we come in is we have a very hands-on approach. We have many um, lecturers, tutors, have vast amount of experience financial markets, retail and institutional, which is important. Search financial trading education in London. I've told all of our prospective students, you know, if not come to us, search education somewhere. Okay, if it's not us get it from somewhere because otherwise you're just going to you're you're destined to fail really our website great place to start london academy of trading um that's probably a good place to start with the longest accredited in, in the united kingdom so i'd like to think that um you know our products reasonably reasonably well trusted but at the end of the day it's a case of get some education in the field before you invest in it same as a same as somebody planning to open a restaurant maybe maybe officially learn to cook before you open a restaurant. Asanka Waratunga, financial markets trader and program manager at London Academy of Trading. Thank you for joining us on Podcast Radio Business. Absolute pleasure. Thank you.